Hey everyone, you're listening to the 10-7 Podcast, where we get together every fortnight, and sometimes more often, to talk about technology, business, and the humans in it. I'm your host, Ivan Stegich. My guest today is Lynn Winter, a content strategist, digital project manager, and she's also the founder of Manage Digital, a conference for digital project managers that happened here in Minneapolis in May. She's been on the podcast before. I'm so glad she's with us again. Today, we're going to recap the conference itself. We'll uh, find out from Lynn how the day went, what we learned, maybe what she learned, and how she plans to make it even better. Hey, Lynn, welcome. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me again. It's lovely to be speaking with you again. Yes, you too. How's your summer going? Well, I'd like to pretend that I'm sitting on a boat right now and I'm calling in, but um, it's, it's going pretty good. Um, lots of work and, and some fun stuff. And are you working on anything fun right now? <laughs> um, well, uh, I'm working on a couple of different websites that have like over 10,000 pages. So they're challenging Ooh. and involves lots of spreadsheets. So that's pretty cool. Um, you love spreadsheets. I do. I really do. <laughs> which makes me weird, but I like that. Um, I'm also, um, have taken over the interactive PM group, uh, meetup group here locally. And so I'm just starting to work through, uh, lining up speakers and getting that going. And I'm changing the format a little bit to be a little more over the lunch hour and video conference versus, um, in person, just cause it's a little more challenging with families and, and finding venues and stuff like that. And, um, I'm speaking at Twin Cities WordCamp in August. So preparing for that as well. That sounds amazing. Um, before we get into Manage Digital, though, I had no idea you were taking over the Interactive Project Management Group. I'd like to learn a little more about that. So you're changing the format. Yeah. So um, Megan from Clockwork has been running it for years and really been the godmother of the group and has grown it. I think there's like maybe over a thousand people connected in that group. Um, wow. And she's just got so many cool things and that she's doing on her plate this has just been hard for her to kind of maintain. So she had reached out to me back um, in the spring and had asked if I would do it. And I was like, yep, absolutely. Um, it's important to keep this group going. Um, but I had to take a break with the conference and whatnot. So um, I'm just starting to line people up. And um, I had recently spoke in the content strategy meetup group and they had moved their meetups from meeting in person every month to doing it, you know, during the day and online. And they found that more people were attending um, it was just easier for the organizer. Um, and so I started taking that approach um, for the fact that I have a family um, and time is a constraint for me. And also the idea that we can talk with lots of people around the country or the world about project mm. management. So it kind of opens up the speaker pos opportunities as well. So um, I'm just lining up the first person in September. I'm trying to get someone for August. Um, but once we get ramped up, we'll uh, um, be off and going. It's really interesting to me that you've decided to change the format. The uh, monthly Drupal group meeting recently changed as well. Mm -hmm. Ali Mika um, announced that. And so we'll be hosting the first Lunch and Learn in August. That is also moving to a daytime event so that more people can attend. 
and will be hosted by uh, Twin Cities Firm every month. Uh, but the idea here is also to make it available um, online, uh, live, live, live stream, so nice. to speak, but you know, as a mm-hmm. meeting, uh, so that we can get more Twin Cities folk involved that might not be, or Minnesota folk, or you, you know, whoever is interested. Um, so it's interesting to me that these groups have kind of arrived at the same idea, more or less at the same time. It's... Um, fascinating actually yeah and i think you know back in the old days right when we first started in and people wanted to build those connections uh we maybe had a lot more time and we maybe didn't have children or as many children (laughs) and so it's just it's just changed and evolved and i know everybody's coming at at a different place in their in their lives um so a lot of this had to do with me kind of making that shift um, but it, it's just hard to find food and a venue and, and do all those things. And so I don't want the learning to suffer from, you know, the structural organizational stuff. So I think it's still important to get together and meet people and, and see faces and connect. But um, hopefully this shift will allow more folks to not be like, oh, it's the end of the day. I'm going to go home versus, hey, it's lunchtime. I'm going to grab my food and, and hop on. That's that's my hope as well. So I'm glad to to hear that others are having the same uh, perception and thought process. So good luck with that. Thank um, you. Come back and tell us how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. So the conference seems like it was way, way back, right? <laughs> it does and we, it doesn't. <laughs> so we were still worried about snow on the ground back when we did the original podcast, kind of intro- introducing Manage Digital 2. Um, so the first week of May, and uh, first week of May. So the weather turned out just fine, didn't it? It, it kind of did. It was a little rainy. It would have been nice if it was a little sunnier so people could be all about the grounds. But it was not snowing, and that's the most important part. It was not snowing. Yes. A conference, <laughs> a conference success story. <laughs> hey, well, I went I to South Dakota snow. after that, and it was snowing there. So. Oh, my gosh. Well, I hope it doesn't snow when uh, DrupalCon comes next year, because yeah. it's going to be around the same time. Exactly. <laughs> well, um, how was the American Swedish Institute as a venue? How did that work out this yeah, year? Yeah, you know, this was our second year back. Um, we had a couple of technical challenges the first year, and we were able to overcome them. And I thought it... it kind of worked out great it was still the right size we still fit there um so it was cozy enough that everybody could connect and not feel like they're in a grander place and there was also little breakout places that people could disappear to you know grab a coffee and those kind of things so um, i've found that it's been a great venue to work with personally um and they've kind of had the right amount of space still at our size so hopefully we'll be able to um, stay there for another year well, you're talking about another year already. I was <laughs> going to ask you. About... <laughs> I think I always have to talk about another year, but I haven't been I think planning you do. it. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to ask you about that right at the end, but since you brought it up, like, what's what's your feeling right now? And maybe now is not the right time to think about it, or maybe it is. You like just came off planning it. Are you thinking about the next one? Is it something that's on your mind? You know, I think I always think about it. But um, what I did last year and I am doing right now is just kind of taking a mental break from it. So um, mm. I don't know if folks know this, but you know, the la- this last year was basically me organizing the whole thing. So it does take a lot of time. You know, it's all been volunteer time um, up to this point. So I'm just the, the person that does the things. And so it, it does become a bit overwhelming, both, you know, 
my work and my personal life, but I do it because I love the opportunity to bring folks together. But that also means I need to take a complete mental break from it um, and just not think about it. So I'm kind of in that mode. Like the first month is like recovery mode. And then the next couple months is break mode. And then, you know, come the fall, I start thinking about if there should be a format change, um, who speakers are, if we're going to change venue and all that sorts of things. So I think the biggest thing from year one to two is we changed the format a bit. We moved happy hour up. We um, shortened some of the sessions um, and added kind of a more interactive table discussion so that the folks there could talk to each other and connect with each other. Did you do a survey this year? I did. I did. Yeah. And what did you learn from the survey? Or is it too early to talk about because you're in the second month after? No. <laughs> I think we're allowed to talk about it. Um, we are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. You know, uh, um, of course, if a hand, only a handful of folks fill it out. Um, and it's always hard. I don't, you've been part of events before, Yvonne. And, you know, mm -hmm. you get the feedback on both sides, right? Like, I really love that change. I didn't like that change. Um, I wish it was two days. No, one day is perfect. Um, I love the food. Why didn't you have this? So um, it's kind of all over the map. I mean, I think in mm. general, what the PM community is always kind of echoing is like more specific content for their job. Um, it is really hard programming wise to find people that are talking about PM stuff in a regular basis so that they're an expert you know, not only in their field or, you know, do a lot of public speaking um, that can get down to the nitty gritty of what people need. And it's difficult because the quantity of folks doing that is slim. And then on top of it, um, everyone's in the different path. So what you need as a PM in the first year of a, being a PM or the first year moving from maybe in-house to agency side um, or someone that's a veteran, they need very different things. Um, and the very hard in one day to pack that kind of experience. Mm. So, you know, I try to do my best and we try to find the right folks, but every year there's the, this didn't pertain to me, or I really needed this topic. And so uh, it's a bit of a challenge. And that's why kind of why we did table topics this year. Um, not only are there a bunch of smart people in the room that are attending that can give really good advice. Um, but there's specific topics and questions that people are coming with that are really specific to that time and space they're in right now. And there's probably not a session that's going to cover exactly what they're talking about and they're challenged with. And so that's what the table topics were hoping to achieve is that I'm coming with these burning things. Please, someone help me. I need help right now. So I think the, the survey is a mixed bag, like overall positive, but you know, like It's just, it's hard. And so I think just changing it up all the time, uh, making sure people are able to connect with other people so they can build those relationships throughout the year, um, I think is really just the best thing I can do. And it's so awesome that you actually do a survey and try to listen to your attendees as opposed to putting on an event that you want to have that is centered around how you think the community should be reacting. I think that's, I think that's a really important step to be doing. I was going to say, you could just ask the questions that don't have hard answers. <laughs> and just can make it easy. <laughs> Do you like the parking? Wasn't sunny yeah. enough. No. <laughs> no. Well, there's nothing I can do about that. No. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, I like the, I love the feedback. That's not everything. I mean, I love hearing everything's great. I do. But I love the stuff that says, no, you need more diversity. You need more of this. And I do know, like, 
efforts, you know, diversity is a challenging one. And, you know, I know the efforts that we try, I try to put out to get the things, but, um, hopefully people can see that I'm trying and I will try to continue to evolve and improve it. I think it's wonderful that it's a conference that's uh, being run and organized by a woman. I mean, I think that's a great step. I didn't even think about that. Well, you you should have a, like, that's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, so I guess there's, maybe there's, that's not, yeah. Hmm. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the length of the conference, if you're asking me, is excellent. I love the fact that it's one day. Um, it's not too long. It's not too short. I love the amount of um, socialization there is in there. I like that there aren't, you know, many different rooms with classroom type feel, people talking at you. It felt like it was more interactive. Now, I didn't get into very many of the sessions, and I'm sure you didn't either, given that you're the organizer. Um, but I thought the the length was pretty good. Are, is there any feel for um, whether that might be changing right now? Um, I actually really liked the length this year, especially moving happy hour up because more people stayed. And the truth of the matter is I've gone to a lot of, you know, out of town conferences and a lot of local conferences. And when you're local and the audience is local, people go home to their families or beat the traffic, um, or need to go home and wrap up that thing at work. And that's just the truth. And unless you're leaving and going to another city and staying in a hotel, Um, it's just, there is a confined period of time. So I thought that our attendance was a lot stronger, um, both throughout the whole session and happy hour based on kind of a slightly shorter day. Cause I think last year or the year before we went to, I think five, five 30 for the conference and then happy hour started. And so it just became, um, quite a long day for most folks. And, And I get it. I totally get it. I've been there. I've been that person. Um, so I think shorter was good. And I honestly don't think, you know, if it's just me, I think it's really hard to do two days. <laughs> so right yeah, now seems- that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's a, it could be a future thought. Um, but you know, conferences are really expensive and, um, probably what people don't understand is the bulk of that is the food. Yeah. And it feels like the trend in, at least in the regional camps of uh, recaps that we've done and ones that we've attended, it feels like they are actually getting shorter. Mm -hmm. So you have those four-day camps that are suddenly three days, like Twin Cities Drupal Camp was this year. And making a single-day conference turn into a two-day conference... um, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's, it doesn't feel like it's also double the work. It feels like it's exponential, you know, yep. <laughs> four times. it's four times. It's like when I, I've told people that haven't had kids that if you have a second kid, it's not two times the work, it's four times the work. And if you have a third kid, it's nine times the work. So keep that in mind. There's got to be a point when you have five children or five days though, where it feels the same, maybe. <laughs> I don't right? know. That's, I mean, I'm never going to get maybe. there. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Just just a thought. (laughs) Just a thought. Just a thought. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the keynotes. Rob Haar and Kurt Schmidt, I thought, gave wonderful keynotes. I especially loved Rob's. He really had some nice nuggets and reminders. Think about joy. Think about the empathy. The thing I remember the most uh, was the, the advice he gave about asking the question, can we postpone that decision? And I've been using it since the conference. That's like my biggest takeaway from the whole day was if I'm having a 
if I'm trying to make a decision and we're not sure that we have all the information, I give myself permission to say, can we postpone that decision? And I'm sure people have ten, at 107 have heard me say that recently. That's where it came from. Um, I really love that, it, that he gave me permission to do that. So thanks, Rob. What, what were your takeaways from the keynotes? Yeah, for Rob, I think, um, you know, I've been in a management position in the past and it's really hard and humans are, are hard. Um, but I've always thought about like being good to people and, and how you manage people or lead people is really just based on values. But he talked a lot about it being really essentially good for business um, and that there's so much value and savings around just being good to humans, not only to the world and putting good things out there, but also to your business growing. And so we talked a lot about the words you use and how you treat people and how you foster mm -hmm. people through and invest in them. Um, you know, that it wasn't necessarily like new ideas, but I liked how he packaged it together to really put an emphasis on it and, and how it's just business smart. Um, yeah. Isn't he the one that said that being kind is free? Was it him or did I, did I hear that somewhere else? I think else? so. Yeah. He basically said, but why not just can, let's can, decide that let's attribute that to Rob. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. That, I mean, and it makes a lot of sense, right? It's not going to cost you anything. It's free. It does the world good. Have empathy, be kind, be mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. And the right. thing is, you know, he was talking a lot more from like an operational um, owner type of perspective, but you can really pull that down as a project manager and how can, you know, you take that to what you need to accomplish and get done and what your goals are as a project manager and projects and how then you treat the people around you. And so I think while it was a, a lot more of at a higher level, it really... You can really take those ideas and push them down, especially, you know, making decisions, pushing that down to kind of project level, client level type relationships. It was a good day of keynotes, I think. Yeah. I love that you shared your story about um, the signs of burnout and making sure that we're practicing self-care as much as possible. Why did you decide to talk about burnout in the closing session? Well, it's something I've been talking about on and off for a year or two. And essentially, I had a big life change about two years ago when I left a company and I started going freelance. And it's so it's kind of, you know, easy to talk. Well, not easy. It's really personal to talk about what change you've been going through. Yeah. Um, but I find that in this community, I've been hearing this echoing over and over and over. And it's less, you know, a lot of times people talk in maybe the development or design world about they're hitting the ceiling. There's no job to move to. I hear that less in the project management world because it's more about burning out and quitting and not liking the job. And they're attributing to like, oh, I don't like what this job's about or I don't, you know, how it's treated or done. And I think there's a lot of burnout that wraps up in it. And people are leaving the field maybe more related to that than anything else versus, you know, I, I can't move into a manager position. I mean, actually PMs mm. quite easily move into that next level um, and then on to like CEO, COO opportunities. So there is kind of actually a nice path for a project manager as far as scaling up. But I've heard 
since I've been talking about this, I've heard so many stories that just kind of break my heart of people just feeling like they're stuck, they're trapped. I'm working until midnight. You know, I'm working in a place where people hate me and they treat me terribly or they don't value the role. And I'm just doing all these things and I keep on going. I'm just pedaling forward. And, and I was doing the same thing and, you know, not all of those scenarios, but I was doing unhealthy things that was hurting me physically, emotionally, hurting my family. And, you know, maybe I'm just having some sort of midlife crisis and, and (laughs) making change, but I'm realizing like, why, why, why now? Why doing this? What's the goal? What's the point? And so I've been trying to share that story um, with the folks that I think it impacts the most in hopes that I can help someone make a change and a difference in what they're doing for themselves. I think you are making that um, difference and I appreciate the work you're doing to bring it to the surface and to talk about it in public and to be so open about it. I think that's rather admirable and um, I commend you for doing that. Any feedback from the sponsors? I mean, I could give you some feedback right Maybe now, you should. but I'm curious. You know, <laughs> you know the, the interesting thing when you run a conference is you actually don't get a ton of feedback from sponsors. Um, the first year I got hardly anything. I did meet um, with Vogsy afterwards and they um, talked about it and we talked through like, you know, because you know, their sponsor goal, right, is, you know, a couple of things, right? They want to support the community. They think there's good value there. They're trying to make connections. They might be trying to make sales based on what they're trying to do or hire PMs. Um, and so Vogsy specifically is looking, you know, to spread the message about their product, um, get awareness about it. And so we talked about, you know, how that worked and and how that might change in a future year. Um, but I'd love to hear, um, from you, you know, cause your role is very different than like a product or service. What were your thoughts and value of sponsorship? I thought the value was really high. I loved the fact that you were so open to allowing us to run a competition and then announcing the winner at the end of the day. I thought that was um, a real win for for us. Um, I also love the fact that you had a sponsor table with things on it from sponsors that that the attendees had to walk past mm-hmm. and had to pick. Well, they didn't have to pick up, but it it was. I love the proximity of the sponsor. A goodies table to the fact that most people who were attending had to walk past it and that you had someone manning it um, and, and you know, saying, hey, these are our sponsors. Here are things you can take from them and you should take them. Um, I really like that. Um, I think it goes without saying the fact that we're supporting the local community, you know, that's valuable to me as well. Um, visibility for me was really important as well. I was happy with um, the amount of uh, logo visibility that we had in the slide decks and how often you mentioned it and the fact that it was on the, it was on the cards, right? On the mm-hmm. conference uh, mm-hmm. name badges, right? Yeah. So that was, that was good for, so in general, I thought it was good, good value for a sponsor. And if there's anyone listening who's interested in sponsoring, you should absolutely do that. Um, I only have nice things to say about it. That's good to hear. Cause it's a balance for me for sponsorship of not being like, you know, we want to make sure that when we pick people, I say we, and it's really me, but <laughs> that people, you know, have the right values or we believe in, you know, we're not just like trying yeah. to get sponsors to get sponsors. And so we want to have the right folks there. At the same time, we also don't want to 
throw sponsorship in people's faces. And so I love the idea of like, you know, mentioning things, bringing stuff up in a nice way that doesn't feel like a sales pitch situation for the attendees. Um, everybody knows it's important to have sponsors to pay for things. Um, but at the same time, folks don't want to be like, you know, feeling like they're at a used car situation. Yeah, I would not want to feel like we're in a used car situation yeah. <laughs> either. Like, if people associate used car salesmen with ten seven, like I think that would be a fail. But <laughs> I, I think we, I think we avoided that. that so we're maybe we're like good. not the right <laughs> reference, but you, you know what I mean. Just like I do, I want you it want to, to be, be pushy, integrated right? in a nice way that exactly. people want to come up and talk to you and choose to come up and talk to you. So there is engagement, but it's not this frustrating situation so i think the thing you hit on was the fact that there was an overlap in the values and i think i must have done that subconsciously because um i honestly think that there is a an you know an overlap in the things and the values that 107 stands for with the values that you have lynn and that manage digital espouses on um, on an annual basis. And I, I thank you for selecting us, right? It was like, that was a, in retrospect, that was a huge win for us, I think, as well. Well, thanks for sponsoring. Yeah, we'll do it again oh, next year if loves. you have it. <laughs> Heart hugs, this that's is, awesome. It's getting awkward, people, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I can't, I don't think I can ask you about 2020 then because um, we just talked about how you're not in month three yet. You haven't started thinking about it. So I'm not going to ask you. I'm just going to say, you know what? Watch the space that the conference may happen in 2020. I'm going to say it probably will. Um, is it going to be the same format? I don't know. I would say it probably will. But if we're there and you're around and we can sponsor it again, Lynn, um, let me know. We'll right. do it. Well, we'll have you down. Yeah. And I think folks, if they want to kind of stay abreast of what's going on, it's sign up for the newsletter. And I don't send out a lot of newsletters. So you get just the basic information that you need. Um, also, if you're looking to connect with folks in the interactive PM meetup, um, Go to meetup.com and find the Twin Cities Interactive PM Meetup group and and join us and and be part of it. You know, and if anyone out there is has ideas about speaking, we'll do kind of more of a formal speaking call this year um, or sponsoring. You know, reach out um, or ideas. We you know the conference. You know, I you know Ivana and I talked about this before we started recording, but I don't actually get to attend much of the conference. Um, I'm running around <laughs> doing stuff. So it's kind of sad for me a little bit because I yeah. miss so much of it. I don't get to connect as many with as many people I want or talk, but this conference is not for me. It's for the community. It's to grow and strengthen, um, the great folks here. Uh, so if there are ideas out there, um, you know, let me know. And we'll link to the website and how to sign up for your newsletter on the podcast episode page on 107.com. So take a peek there if you're listening, um, and that information will be available. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today, yeah, Lynn. Thanks for it's having really me. been Yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Lynn is a content strategist, digital project manager, and the founder of Manage Digital. You can find Lynn online at lynnwintermn.com. And of course, Manage Digital's conference website is managedigital.io, and you can sign up for the newsletter on that 
page as well. And Lynn promises not to send you a ton of email. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to the 107 podcast. Find us online at 107.com slash podcast. And if you have a second, do send us a message. We love hearing from you. Our email address is podcast at 107.com. Until next time, this is Ivan Stegich. Thank you for listening. Thank you.